WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Dot com to start winning. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Today, we're going to be previewing the Saturday matchup, one of the doubleheader games on the NFL Network, and that is going to be between the New England Patriots and the Indianapolis Colts. Big game on Saturday, and with us we have a special guest, Ray. He's an NFL content creator on the Newsbreak app and the Dean Bundle uh, Sports News and Podcast Network. How are you today, my friend? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing really well, man. I'm I'm getting more and more antsy about this game on Saturday. Uh, you and I were talking about it right before we before we hit record here, big game, big implications for both teams. I mean, win or lose, this impacts both teams in a lot of ways. What's your first impressions going into this Saturday? Uh, yeah, obviously, I mean, this is a this is a big game for both teams because when, when you focus on the New England Patriots, which even though I, I cover all football, I'm full disclosure to everybody, I'm a, I'm a New England Patriots fan. Um, when, when you look at the Patriots, it's a lot of a lot of you know Patriot fans are talking about the top of the AFC. The Patriots are a game away from being knocked off the top of the AFC. My big focus is the AFC East. You know, some are saying right now the bigger game comes next week when the Patriots got to play the Bills at home because that's really going to determine the division. Uh, I, I don't agree. I think that if the Patriots could somehow figure out a way to knock off the Colts and walk away with the victory, then the Buffalo game really isn't that important. And for me. I hate going into games full of nerves and everything. So I'd rather them just win this weekend and get over it uh, and then go against Buffalo and be like, whatever, you know, that they're going to beat Jacksonville. And then that Miami game probably means nothing. Cause again, I don't think that uh, the Patriots are, are going to win the AFC. Uh, so, you know, heading into this game, obviously, you know, there's implications on both sides for the Colts, right? You, the, they just, you know, they, they just finally got into a playoff spot and they don't want to give that up. And a loss could, could really mess those things up it doesn't look like they're going to be able to catch the titans uh which by the way i don't think either team wants to meet in the playoffs because once they get derrick henry back and aj brown and with that defense and mike vrabel and um ryan Tannehill looks like you know 2014 ryan Tannehill. i, I that's a team that i don't think anybody in the nfl is going to want to mess with what i will say though and i, I will put this on the line it's been a really cool week heading into this week as a fan. Um, because again, it's even though I cover all football, I'm very open. Everybody that I'm a Patriots fan and my, my Twitter account uh, is cleared by that. It's been a very respectful week between Patriots and Colts fans outside of this Greg Doyle guy who I've got a little bit of beef with right now. <laughs> um, and, and every Colts fan is just like, don't worry about it. So do we. That's all I keep hearing. Is yeah, exactly. This guy. Yeah, well, there's a lot of Colts fans that. Yeah. Yeah, Greg Doyle tends to piss a lot of people off about it. But so. but it's uh it's been such a, like a respectful week, and I think that's because when you look at both teams, you know, I've described this game to people as this is almost like an inter squad practice game b- 
between each other because the makeup and the build and the identity of both teams mm-hmm. are so similar. You got two teams and offenses that live and die by the run with two quarterbacks who no one's going to say Carson Wentz and Mac Jones are, you know, number one and number two in the NFL, but they're both capable. If they have to put the game in their hands, they can mm-hmm. do it. I love the matchup between Michael Pittman and JC Jackson, two big, strong guys, you know, that I, I feel confident with JC Jackson on him, but I understand why Colts fans would feel confident with Michael Pittman going up against JC Jackson one-on-one outside of that. T.Y. Hilton's not T.Y. Hilton from 2014. Right. I, you know, I trust, you know, the, the other secondary players, whether that's uh, Jalen Mills or, or somebody else on him. And it, it's, and it's and then you got two bruising defenses and you got two teams that with the offensive line healthy for the Colts now the offensive line healthy for the Patriots the defensive fronts on both sides um when the Colts traded for for DeForest Buckner last year I thought that was such a game changer for the Colts because it's that interior pressure it's that Aaron Donald sort of interior pressure I mean no one's Aaron Donald let's not get stupid but but it's that interior pressure the Patriots got that this year with Christian Barmore and Davin Gotcha and Lawrence Guy and um, both linebacking cores could be, you know, argued to be the two best linebacking cores in the league. You've got, I think the Patriots and the Colts are number one and number two in turnover differentials. I think the Patriots are number one and the Colts are number two. I mean, it's, it's, or that could be reversed. I'm, I, I was going to say, I think the Colts are number one in turnover differential. I think the Patriots are number two. I think yeah. the Patriots have a few, have more turnovers in general than the Colts do. I think they've had also had a few more turnovers than what the Colts have had. Yeah, the Patriots turned the ball over a lot in the first six games of the season. It's been yeah. very different since they've been on the seven-game win streak. Right. So you got two big bruising teams with two teams that can win in the trenches with running backs on either side that can take over the game. Damian Harris can easily put 120, 140 yards up, uh, or you see a mixture of, you know, 70 yards from Harris and another additional 80 yards from Ramondre Stevenson. You got JJ Taylor, who in my mind is why he's not being considered for MVP right now. And, and it's all quarterbacks on the top of the list drives me crazy. Um, I wrote an article on DeanBlundell.com a few weeks ago, which just, I mean, I, I, it was probably the most hate I ever got back, but, uh, I said that JJ Taylor has taken the crown. It's now Derrick Henry and or not JJ, uh, Jonathan Taylor. Um, sorry, this is JJ Taylor and the Patriots. I always mix them up. Oh, uh, I, I said that it's it's now Derrick Henry and King Taylor. And I upset a lot of people. But when you look at <laughs> yards per carry, when you look at everything else, he's way, even if Derrick Henry was still playing, yeah, he'd have more yards than Jonathan Taylor. We all know he would. But he'd also run yeah. the ball twice as much as him. I think at like one point this season, Derrick Henry hadn't played in two weeks and he still had something like 50 more carries than Jonathan Taylor did. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that. So it's, he got his yards by the workhorse that he is. Jonathan Taylor just runs all over the field. Uh, I, I love it. I think it's going to be a great matchup. I think it's going to be a low scoring. It's either going to be a really low scoring game or it's going to be a crazy scoring, like, like shootout game. I don't see one team blowing out the other team. I see both teams really going. And then you got Frank Reich and Bill Belichick, two really good coaches who coach a very similar style game. It's like I said, it's going to be such a, it, it's going to come down to who blinks first. That's what I really think it's going to come down to with, with this team. And I think you got two defenses who want to make both teams one dimensional and put the game on, on the other quarterback's arms. Mm-hmm. But you got two quarterbacks who have proven when the game is on their arms. And I mean, I've heard the laughs. Well, you know, Joe, they don't trust Mac Jones. He only threw it three times against the bills. And 
I kept saying the Bills never gave them an op, you know, a reason not to keep running the football in those wins. Mm-hmm. However, I've I've watched Mac Jones throw the ball all over the field and put up over 300 yards and throw a bunch of touchdowns. And you know, we know what he's capable of. And last I heard, Indy plays in a dome and there's not going to be you know a shred of wind in that stadium, so that's right. not going to be an issue. And then you've got uh, good special teams on both sides. And, I mean, like the teams, just everything lines up really, really well. And it's, uh, it's, it's going to be a very, I think, entertaining game to watch. If you're into old school, hard nose, ground and pound football, dude, this is your type of game. If you're into, uh, you know, 45 to 40 games with flare throws and this and that, um, you know, Wait, you know, watch the game tonight, Herbert versus Mahomes. That's probably more, more of a game for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and kind of breaking it down, you know, you talked about uh, Reich and obviously Belichick, two very well respected coaches in this league. Uh, Reich, since taking over the Colts, has not lost a game after a bye week. And we obviously know Bill Belichick. I mean, you give him any time to prepare, then your team is obviously going to come in and you're going to want to be on your A game. Uh, how confident are you in both of these coaches to have a game plan set in place for the other team? Yeah, you know, it's funny because that that's what, what Colts fans and our, you know, like I said, it's been a very respectful week. We've been having fun throwing jabs at each other. It hasn't been disrespectful jabs, but that's the key. Oh, he's undefeated after a bye week. I'm like, Belichick's lost like two bye week games in, yeah, in right. like the last 15 years. So, <laughs> right. you know, don't, don't like, let's not even talk about these stupid stats, right? I mean, I think they balance <laughs> each other out. No, I think both teams are going to, I think both teams are going to, both coaches, I apologize, are, are going to counterbalance each other a bunch of ways. I, I said last night on my podcast that the best person on that field is not going to be a player and it's not going to be Frank Reich or or Josh or um or Bill Belichick. Sorry, who has to be the best person? I said Josh McDaniels has to be at his very best on Saturday because I think that the one thing that the Patriots are very good at as, as I'm sure everybody know, you saw Tom Brady do it. And they're doing the same thing this season. Those, sh- those gimmies, right? Like those, those three, four, five yard passes, just slowly grind up the field. One thing the Colts defense doesn't do is give it to you. You throw it, you know, you throw, you throw a wide pass out a, a one yard wide out pass. You're going to get that one yard on it. Cause you're going to get hammered as soon as you, you get that ball. So the, McDaniels has to call the right plays, the right misdirection, the right play action, try to beat that indie zone defense. Uh, I can only hope that that Uber Eberflus goes into his weird umbrella zone and the Patriots just pick apart the middle. Uh, But I think you guys do that. That's what scares me. That's what scares me the most about it is the fact that, yeah, you guys being able to attack the middle of the field is what's really going to scare the crap out of me. Because outside of that, when we played Tampa, I mean, against Tom Brady, his best uh, receiver that game was Rob Gronkowski. I mean, we had no we had no answer for Rob Gronkowski in the middle of the field, could not stop him for anything. There are other receivers I think combined for maybe like 70 yards. I mean, they did absolutely nothing against us, but it was all Gronk in the middle of the field. And that's what scares me. Yeah. And that's, and that's really, like I said, it's going to be who makes the mistake. Does, does Eberflus call a couple wrong plays that the Patriots capitalize on? Does, does Josh McDaniels call the right plays at the right time play action? I think for both teams is going to be very key to this game. 
And the one thing that one advantage, not advantage, but I think something Carson Wentz has been very good at this year. And I don't say this disrespectfully is drawing the pass interference calls. Mm -hmm. The Patriots are very good at not being called on pass interferences because of the physicality they put at the line. They know what they're going to do with those speed receivers. So they're just going to bang you five yards within the line of scrimmage to make sure you don't even get that kind of run to, to, to do those plays. So, and I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but I think, again, it's going to come down to neutralizing those things. It's like people keep asking me, how are you going to stop Jonathan Taylor? I said, you're, you're not. Um, is If the game's on and Jonathan Taylor's running the football, you're not going to stop him. You have to try to slow him down. You have to mitigate him. Uh, it's what the Patriots did to the Titans in the playoffs a couple years ago. Henry still got his 100 yards for the game or whatever it may be, but it wasn't an effective 100 yards. You look yeah. at the you look at uh, when they played the Titans a couple of weeks ago, the Titans ran for over 200 yards on the Patriots, but scored 13 points. Right. It's it, So you know what I mean? Don't try to stop him. You try to neutral, not neutralize him. You try to slow him down. The best way for the Patriots, I mean, the best way to stop Jonathan Taylor is the Patriots got to take early leads and take the run game out of the equation, right? Yeah. And that's the only criticism I will put on Frank Reich this season. And I've watched it game in and game out. And uh, uh, one of my good friends is a Colts fan. and And him and I have talked about it. Anytime the Colts go down but could still run the football, he gets away from the run. And I just think, like, yes. just don't get away from it. You're getting away from it way too early. Keep running the football. Keep running. Because Jonathan Taylor can easily bust off a 60-yard run. What's the difference yeah. between a 60-yard run for a touchdown or a 60-yard touchdown pass or a pass interference call that turns into a two-yard run, whatever it may be? And and that's the danger that, that Jonathan Taylor is. So that's the only – that like I said, it's, it's little – blink things right it's it's mm -hmm. who's gonna blink first who's gonna blink on the patriots side when i look at the colts um in, in their offense against the patriots defense it run that football put pressure on that secondary the patriots have been susceptible to not being able to stop the run this season they've had great games where they've completely shut running backs down and then they've had games against the titans where they just give up 200 yards so yeah obviously jonathan taylor is gonna is gonna is gonna put big yards on there um and it's not going to be like running against Buffalo. I know that 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 was a big chest bump that Colts fans took, but mm -hmm. the the Bills' first place run defense at that time was a very inflated number that didn't give yeah, a representation. Yeah, it was inflated from the teams they were playing. Yeah, they were not they were playing. Yeah, teams. and nobody was running the football on them. And I had a Buffalo guy on. He says the reason it looks so good is because they were up like twenty one nothing in the first quarter. People weren't running the football, so of course <laughs> yeah. the run defense is going to look fantastic. So yeah, right. The last. Four weeks. I mean, the Patriots and the Colts exposed it right there. You get physical with them up front, and they're they're susceptible to it. Yeah. That's why I don't have any problem with saying that I think you guys are going to beat Buffalo again because again, Buffalo has been trying to stop the run for the last four weeks now, and it's not been working on anybody. I mean, obviously, these two teams, neither one of them has been great this year at run defense. Uh, the Patriots right now are 18th in that category, and the Colts are 16th. So both allowing over 110 yards per game on average. So again, neither one of these guys really doing a great job with stopping the run. We obviously know the Colts put a lot of more emphasis on running the football more than what uh, the Patriots do. I mean, the Patriots still run it, but they obviously don't have a running back like a Jonathan Taylor. But I mean, yeah, when it look when I look at this, I know the Colts are going to be able to run the football at least a little bit in this game. But my ultimate thing is is what is Carson Wentz going to be able to do against this Patriots secondary, which we obviously know ever since Belichick has been the head coach of the 
uh, New England Patriots, it's really been the same exact thing over and over again. We, we've heard it a million times. You know, Belichick either has a, a an above-average defense to a really great defense. It just seems to always be a staple of what Patriots do. So, you know, the secondary, obviously, J.C. Jackson uh, leading the league in interceptions right now is playing at a great level. I mean, I'm a little concerned with that aspect because Carson Wentz, even though this year he has done a statistically done a great job against defenses that primarily have great secondaries, he also, you know, it, it's a different kind of animal. Each week it goes, it's different. It's nobody's defense is exactly the same. Carson Wentz has been effective this year at not turning the ball over that much. That was a knock on him last year. He's gotten much better at that because he's been able to fall back on the run game and it's been made it easier. We saw him in Tampa Bay. They ran a lot of RPOs to try and mix some things up. That's probably what they'll do a little bit here against New England. I mean, do you think that Carson Wentz has the ability to tear apart parts of this Patriots secondary? Or do you think that this secondary is going to get to Carson more than what people realize. Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Or subject to change. Tough terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. I think it's all going to come down to how where the, where the game is. If the Colts have to become one-dimensional, let's just, let's say the worst happens and the Patriots take like a 20-14-0 lead. Very... Okay respectable lead that you could easily come the Colts could easily come back from that's when I think the Colts get in trouble because that's when the Patriots start sending five at Carson Wentz uh Matthew Judon has destroyed the best offensive lines in the league uh Christian Barmore has to be double covered he has beat single coverage almost every time he's on single coverage a lot of pressure up the middle and the Patriots secondary is phenomenal Whereas the Buffalo Bills defense was a little inflated in certain areas, the Patriots defense, if you look overall, it's in one place. And it's very much like the Colts offensive line that was brutal at the beginning of the year. But if you look over the last six, seven games, it's a very different rating. It's like the Patriots defense, right? Like the, the I think, I believe the Patriots on average are giving up like 13 and a half points over the last 17 games. Or yeah, seven they're games, giving up games. over 14 and a half throughout the season. That's number one by a long shot. And that really, and I mean, they've had a good season from the scoring standpoint, but their secondary has been phenomenal the last seven games. I think JC Jackson, who's their number one corner, who will probably take Michael Pittman. 
he his what is his i was looking at his stats the other day like they've he's been targeted like five times he's given up like two catches for nine yards in the last seven <laughs> weeks um and i think he's got like three interceptions uh in that span or four interceptions so it's it, it again i think that for both teams for both teams they're going to have to stay they're going to have to stay close and be able to play their games which again comes down to which comes down to that whole um playing the game you know you talked about the patriots not emphasizing the run as much we they actually do they just don't emphasize as much with one player because you look at damian harris who has 164 uh rushes and attempts this year compared to jonathan taylor's 241 you're like oh they're much more reliant on the run no, we run the Patriots run by committee. That's right. why that's why Damian Harris only has 164. They're probably pretty close to to what the Colts run per game. And again, as much as I think Carson Wentz and Mac Jones can put the games on their shoulders and go, you saw it against Tampa. You're not going to move the ball on on the Patriots the same way you move the ball with 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 Tampa, right? The best way to beat the Patriots is run the football, and some of the the better throwers in the league have had to go up against that. And I think that that's where it all kind of breaks down to it's for both teams. It's on both sides of the ball. I think because I don't want Mac Jones going up against the, the Colts secondary exclusively. You know what I mean? Cause it, it's going to become a problem. And like I said, I like the matchup of JC Jackson on Michael Pittman. I think he can sort of neutralize him. Then it's going to come down to the secondary players on the on the on the Colts right the T.Y. Hilton's and that kind of thing and see what they can do um if I'm the Colts I would rather be able to just run my regular offense and keep that game close same with the Patriots and I don't think that you want to do like I think what we're going to see to be real with you is I don't think either team's going to want to do anything dumb right and because they don't want to do something dumb you're probably not going to see a lot of those shots I know that they like to put it right but again this is a game where one interception can determine the game right yeah. depending where they are so i think that there's going to be they're t- they're going to take their shots they always do but i think it's going to be it's almost going to be obvious to us like we're going to be at home knowing it's they're going to take their shot right and it, it's and i really that's how i see it carson wentz for his part man I, that that guy takes way too much hate from everybody everywhere um thank you I don't think to me, like I don't look at Carson Wentz the way I looked at him his first year in Philly when I thought, okay, this kid's gonna be the next top ten. Right. However, Carson Wentz is is a very good quarterback that can, I think, if need be, can win you a game. Yeah. Um, so I I don't have an issue. And obviously the 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 connection with him and Frank Reich works. We saw it in Philly. We're now seeing it in in Indy. So uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he's going to be able to spread the ball all over the Patriots secondary. That is the strength of their defense and the pa- and I mean, and the secondary is so good because of the pass rush. The pass rush gets to the to the quarterback a lot, yeah. and they know how to contain a rushing quarterback as well, which is why Josh Allen wasn't even didn't even really run on the Patriots because they know that they're able to put that spy and contain. So I don't think it'll be able to spread it, but I think it'll be able to move the ball. I mean, let's not get. I mean, we saw it against Tampa. You saw how he can move the football. Uh, that yeah. game was. That game was, I mean, I remember all the Colts fans, right? Run the damn ball, <laughs> right? Yeah. But it was yeah, still we, working. Uh, we, it was we, still working. We've had our fair share of, like, telling Colts Nation that 
it, it wasn't that honestly we thought it wasn't a bad call game by Frank Reich. We honestly thought it was a lot more execution problems from the players that mattered more than not running the football that much. I mean, we'll, we can go into a tangent on that forever. We're, just Colts Nation is in shambles about it. They'll never agree. But Don't I mean, fumble the ball, Colts fans. This is a total outsider. Don't have the turnovers you had, like the special teams turnover yeah. that – you yeah. don't lose. You don't lose the game. Yeah, exactly. I was saying yeah. that same thing. If 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 Eric Fisher knew how to block and didn't let Barrett come off the edge and strip sack Carson, if Naheem Hines doesn't fumble the football at the twenty yard line to give Tampa a free score, then you know Indy controls that game in the second half, and then we're not even talking about it. And the interception but, was a pass. It should have been pass interference. So. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah, it should have been. But you know, whatever. that's what I get. Three, three, four plays in that game that had nothing to do with Carson Wentz. You know yeah, I, mean? I know, and and or Frank Reich for yeah. that matter. So yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Colts Nation just will still die on that hill to the end of the day. I mean, the Colts could run the ball thirty times and get sixty yards, and they'll still say, "Well, you didn't give Jonathan Taylor the ball enough," and, and it they'll do that all the time. But uh, going to the Patriots' offense real quick, uh, we talked a lot about the Colts' offense, how they go against the New England defense. Let's kind of switch it. So obviously we know the Patriots are going to run the football. They have confidence that they'll be able to do that. And, you know, the Colts have shown that they sometimes struggle with that. And, I mean, Darius Leonard was on the record this week saying that we want to make them one-dimensional. We want to make sure that they don't run the ball on us at all, and we want to make sure that it's Matt Jones who has to beat us rather than do what Tampa did to us a few weeks ago, which was Leonard Fournette having a career day against us. So is there any point? Is there any part of this Colts defense that you feel that Matt Jones and this offense can basically attract to? Because – you know, there's a there's a bunch of guys here who have been, you know, relatively involved in the passing game. I mean, both tight ends over about 300 plus yards on the season. You got two guys that are 600 plus yards uh, on the season, and then Nelson Aguilar also a 400. I mean, they obviously spread it out a lot, and you know, with the way Belichick and McDaniel's like to throw things around. I mean, you said it. I definitely think they're going to do a lot more of the short game because they're going to want to try and have those long drives and just pick apart the Colts' defense. And, you know, with the secondary, the two corners that the Colts have right now, both young guys, both playing extremely well right now, but at the same time, they haven't probably faced a lot of offenses with a different kind of scheme the way that McDaniels and Belichick like to scheme things up. And we don't have our starting free safety in Julian Blackman, who's out with a uh, major injury, and Kari Willis just getting back from injury. So, you know, there's some weakness to that spot. So do you think there's any way that this – is there a way that you think that the Patriots will try to attack this Colts defense? Yeah, so I, I uh, here's what I'll tell you. I've given up on trying to predict the Patriots game plan, but what I'll tell you – is how I would attack it, okay? Um, there's guys you want to take out of this game, right? Uh, Darius Leonard obviously being one of them. You you want to minimize him as much as possible. 
So I'm running two tight end sets with Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry, and I'm forcing him into coverage with one of them. And that okay. takes him out of the game, right? That that if you're forced to have to, if you're running two tight ends and receivers and running backs, and you've got those four receivers, at some point Darius Leonard has to go into coverage. And you know what I mean? He 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 now becomes a sort of non-factor. You're not going to take him out of the game and blocking him. You know what I mean? I mean, you can, but it, he's going to he's going to make his presence felt. Um, the guy has an unbelievable he can strip sack with one hand and tackle at the same time. Like he's yes. got such a he's got such a a, a, a diverse um skill set. And then of course, like uh, Quiddy Pay, who I think is I hope I said his name right, is uh, very underrated around the NFL. Like, people don't recognize him as a big name, but he's a very underrated quarter. Again, or a defensive end, of course. Then you got uh, DeForest Buckner in the middle, who who I've already said, like, that was such a a big piece to to this team. Um, Yeah, and it was actually uh, Bobby Okarike who who came out and said that it was, um, they wanted to make him one-dimensional, right? Truth is, a Patriots fan, I love when opposing players talk about the game plan onto the media because Belichick's like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, all right, yeah, right. (laughs) Josh, we have to, the thing about the Patriots run game, and this is where the Colts, I think can get caught off guard at least 10 times a a game, a non-running back runs the football for the Patriots. Right. Um, Kendrick Bourne, I, runs the football a lot. Johnny Smith runs the football a lot. They do a lot of jet sweeps. But the thing is, they'll run, they'll put Kendrick Bourne on the sweep three times but only hand it to him once. And they'll throw the other two times. Or they'll put him on the sweep and hand it off to Ramondre Stevenson. Or they'll have both Johnny Smith and uh, Johnny Smith and Kendrick Bourne coming in the backfield. And they'll hand it off to Damian Harris. Or hand it off to one of them. So they do a lot of misdirection stuff to, to okay. confuse defenses and, and and throw things. And I think, and again, it's only it can you can only do it about ten times a game before people really start to catch on, right? But it's enough to move the football, especially if you're if you're if you're logging up the line. And again, it's two teams that can run the ball. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson is averaging, I think, like four point six yards per carry and, or four point two yards per carry. And Damian Harris is averaging 4.6. So you got two guys that can come in and out, different pace backs. Ramondre Stevenson is um, a bit of a freak because he can bull you over, but he can finesse at the same time. And he can also beat you in the pass game. He's a little bit of a different animal. Um, Brandon Bolden, who's having a, just a season, who's a core special teamer, who took over as the third down back, um, has become the master at third down screens and picking up 12, 14 yards on third down screens. And, and can attack that way. So I think that with the Patriots, again, I think it's very similar to, to the Colts offense. You have to be able to play your game. It Your best offense is going to come down to your defense. Don't get behind where you have to become that one-dimensional, predictable team, right? Yeah. Stay in the – stay pace. And um, if the Colts score a touchdown, you have to score a touchdown. You know, like if this Colts – if the Colts score a three, you have to score a touchdown. Don't don't just match them, you know. Hit hit the touchdown and, and try to take the lead, and I think again to me it's for for both teams. It, it's and then it's going to come down to the offensive line, and I think that um the offensive line is held. The offensive line was in shambles at the beginning of the season, very much like the Indianapolis Colts offensive line that looked awful. But you were dealing with injuries. We were we were missing Trent Brown. Uh, Isaiah Wynn forgot how to play football. It was it was it was a tough tough time. 
they shut down Miles Garrett. Garrett got one sack and one quarterback pressure against Mac Jones. It's one of, that's probably, in my opinion, the best linebacker in the NFL, right? Like he's just unbelievable. Um, and we have a little bit of a secret weapon in the run game, which is Nikhil Harry, useless wide receiver. If he's out on a route, I'm I'm disgusted. Uh, he. He was responsible for Buffalo's only point, only touchdown the last game because he fielded a, a punt with his face. And I don't even know why he was back <laughs> taking a punt. However, there's video out there, if you can find it, it's amazing, of him just absolutely destroying Miles Garrett. Like a wide receiver. He's, he's built like a tight end, and he doesn't mind getting dirty, and he's one of the most effective run-blocking wide receivers in the NFL. So, and, and the Patriots will run a jumbo and put him out there. So they'll basically be running with six offensive linemen, plus Nikhil Harry, plus a tight end. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, and putting a lot of pressure. My fear for the Patriots offense, again, is where the, the Patriots have been destroyed the most has been up the middle, not uh, not off the edges. Uh, someone like DeForest Buckner scares me, right? Who can just who can just penetrate the middle of, of an offense. Uh, our center, the Patriots center, David Andrews, is, is questionable for the game. He'll probably play, but he's playing with an injury. Obviously, he and Ted Karras, who's the left guard, they're going to be key to trying to slow down that interior defensive line because even if Buckner's not getting the pressure, that's going to flush Jones and that's what's going to open up the outsides, right? That's yeah. when you got pay coming in or depending. And, and one thing I've noticed with the Colts defense uh, this season, and I haven't done a real analysis yet either. I, this is just me watching the games. Um, with Darius Leonard, You guys, will, the, the Colts will put him on a lot of delayed blitz. Yes. Right, where, where he'll look like he's dropping in his own coverage and then boom, he'll come running in. Yep. That's not because of how good Darius Leonard is. That's because of DeForest Buckner. You know what I mean? That's because mm -hmm. of what he creates right. that allows Darius to do with his athleticism to do as he pleases. So mm -hmm. that's my fear, which is why I need the uh, for me, if I'm the Patriots coaches, I need my team to be able to stay balanced and be a little bit more run heavy with the mixing in some passes because the Colts, what you, they can do defensively, and the Colts defense doesn't even try to disguise it. You just you kind of look at the setup and you know what they're going to do. It's just hard to stop it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just hard to stop what they're going to do. So that's from an offensive standpoint. That's the way I look at it. They need to stay balanced. Do I trust Mac Jones to throw the football? I do. I do. Um not as much as I trust them run running the game. I mean, your your safety being out, but I mean, you know, Xavier Rhodes. The the only thing about the Patriots that could be weird for the Colts is they don't have a true number one receiver. Yeah, they've got yeah. a bunch of number twos. And if you want to waste your time putting Xavier Rhodes on Nelson Aguilar, by all means, go ahead. You know what I mean? By all means, waste it because Kendrick probably Bourne, wouldn't want to do that. Xavier Kend Rhodes would probably get roasted by him. And, uh, even if he doesn't, then Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers will just destroy you up the middle of the field. You know what I mean? Because yeah. and, and so that's that that's that's kind of where I come at it from. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Gotcha. So let's talk real quick about the uh, special teams for the Patriots, and then we'll move on to a score prediction. So, I mean, how does the special teams unit look for the Patriots right now? Because us Colts fans, we know we know how important special teams has been. I mean, special teams for us has, over the last several years, has won or lost us a bunch of games. And we have, we have Ashton Doolin, who's one of our receivers right now, he ha- leads the NFL in tackles and special teams. Uh, Zaire Franklin, who potentially would be out for this game due to COVID, our only one that we have right now, he's our special teams captain, and he's going to be out. Uh, we're going to have, um, obviously, our kicker, Bagley, right now, missed his first kick, I think, last week uh, as a Colt, and he's, I think, kicked now like 16 field goals. So he's definitely been accurate. Um, just a little side note: Adam Benatari is actually going to be uh, hitting the uh, gavel at the uh, at the game to start the game for Saturday. So that'll be interesting. A guy that's played for both of these teams has a lot of history with both. So that was pretty funny. But um, how does how do how do you feel about your special teams? Do you uh, trust it to get you points, or do you think that it could potentially uh, hurt the Patriots? Nick Folk is kicking 91.7% of his field goals this season. He's uh, 33 for 36. The only kicks that he's missed is a 56-yarder, which was against Tampa Bay in the pouring rain. Um, and it, he hit the goalpost, or he hit the upright. Like, he just – it had the it had the distance. It just went. He missed a 55-yarder that he pulled two weeks ago, and I think he's missed a he, – and then he pulled a 52-yarder. That's his only oh, yeah. misses. Anything within 50, he's hit. Uh, but he, he, I think he's missed three extra points this year because that's Nick Folk. But uh, <laughs> he, he set a Patriots record up until he missed that 56-yarder. Uh, he set a Patriots record. So, I mean, passing Sir Adam Vinatieri and all them as the most the most kicks in a row over two seasons, like between the two seasons for the Patriots. Uh, he's come alive. La- he, he, he's not as good as last year. Last year, he kicked uh, 93% of his kicks. This year, he's at like 91 and a half, almost 92% of his kicks. No, they will. Th- that's been a, a, um, a contentious issue for, for Patriots fans uh, this year is we have felt that they've settled for too many field goals. Okay. This season, they, they've settled. And because Nick Folk, I mean, I don't know if you saw the game against Buffalo, but Bass kicked a, an extra point down the same direction of the field as Nick Folk. Mm-hmm. And the thing, it was a wild kick, you know, and Bass is a good kicker. Nick Folk kicked a 41-yarder that went straight through the uprights and it looked like he was kicking in the dome in Indy. Like, it didn't even look like the wind was an right. issue behind him. Like, he's, he, the... The way he's turned himself around the last two years to kind of rejuvenate his career, um, it, it, it's been unbelievable. And he's, he's had such a great year. So, yeah, no, we can get points off our special teams. Uh, we can – Jake Bailey's had a bit of an off year this year. He was an all-pro last year, our punter. Uh, but 
he's still really good at pinning guys within the 20. And of course we have Justin Bethel and Matthew Slater, who are probably the best gunner tandem in the NFL. I'll, that's what I'll, I'll argue that till, till kingdom come. Um, Matthew Slater's not quite the guy he used to be, but he's still really good. Justin Bethel is unbelievable. And uh, Gunnar Osheski, the punt returner. I mean, he was an all pro punt returner last season. He's having a good, good return, good, good returns this season. And uh, when it comes to kicking the football, um, Indy's going to return a lot. They don't kick anything through the end zone. They make them return. I've, I've, I think I can almost count on one hand the amount of times they've, they've kicked for touchbacks this year, even on kickoffs. They're always forcing returns. So they want teams to return on them. All right. That, that'll be interesting. I'd love to see it because, I mean, the Colts, I mean, most, most of the time the teams have really not been wanting the Colts to return a lot of their kicks because Isaiah Rogers and Ashton Doolin on kick returns have been really good this year in returning kicks. Everyone kind of knows what Rodgers can do. And Hines on punt returns, I mean, that dude can return anything. As long as he's not fumbling the football, then (laughs) when he gets the ball in his hands, I mean, he's very dangerous, very shifty, very quick. So, And, of course, I'm I'm confident in our kicking. And, like I said, it's going to be a dome. Don't really have to worry about the weather conditions. So it'll be interesting, to say the least. But – uh, Ray, I want to thank you again for uh, coming on here. One last thing before I let you go, and that's going to be a score prediction for this game. All right. Hear me out. Okay. It's going to be 17 to 13. Okay. But I, I don't know for what team. But okay. That's, that's my score prediction. <laughs> okay. All right. We're, we're, that's where we're going to have it there, folks. Okay. That's fine. I, I get that. So you're predicting a low-scoring game then? Yeah, I think it's going to be a slugfest. I'm looking for it. Look, I'm an old-school football guy. That 13-3 to Super Bowl against the Rams a few years ago was like, that's the time. I don't want to see a game like against the Eagles where it's 45-37 to and there's you know no defense. Like I'm a defensive, slug it, run the football, pound each other in the mouth. Everybody's bleeding after the game. Old-school football. That's what I think we're going to see in Indy this week, and I'm really, really excited. But that's going to be a good Saturday night watching. Okay. All right. Um, I'll go a little higher scoring. Uh, I'll go 28 to 27 Indianapolis. I'll go, I'll go a little higher scoring there. I I'm with you. I think that both of these teams, their identities are practically the same right now in the way they like to move things. I think both of these defenses are going to get a workout in. I know both of them are good, but I think that both of these teams are going to give up points. I think just the way that they're going to be able to ground and pound both sides. I think that the ball is going to move very, uh, very well for both teams in this game. So I think it's a little higher scoring, but uh, Ray, thank you again so much. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find you at? Yeah. So follow me on Twitter. That's where I love to be. Come interact with me. Come talk smack, have fun, especially during the game. I tweet uh like crazy if you're losing ignore me because i'll just be i'll just be tweeting out the whole game but uh, at dpn underscore ray i like to have fun uh, a lot of my followers are patriots fans but i got bills fans colts fans i got lots of fans i mean i have a patreon account and i got colts fans who are signed up that's how kind of neutral i am uh <laughs> find my work over on deanblundell.com that's where you can find my podcast and you can find my uh my daily writings and, and articles over there as well Awesome. Well, hey, thanks again, man, for joining me. I greatly appreciate the insight and uh, good luck on Saturday. You as well, man. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, let us know what you thought uh, of this in the comments. Thank you guys again so much for the continued to, uh, for the support. We're on the road to 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. 
Patriots Nation, we can really use your help with that. If you guys enjoyed this and just want to see any more Colts content, be sure to hit subscribe. Thank you all so much again for tuning in. And as always, go Colts. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.